Welcome to the teaching ministry of The Cause Church. We pray you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas. So glad you're here today at the 10 a.m. Cause service. And if you're joining us online, thanks for joining us. Wouldn't you rather be here in the house of God than at the Bray Mall fighting with everybody? All the grumpy, angry Christmas shoppers spending money you don't have to buy gifts for people you don't even really like, <laughs> your own relatives. <laughs> Anyways, we're glad that, glad that you're here and, and we're gonna have a great morning together. Little boy wanted a bicycle really, really badly for Christmas, but there was just one problem. He was a really, really bad kid and he knew it. And his parents had already told him they weren't gonna buy him a bicycle, so out of desperation, he decides he's gonna write a letter to Santa Claus. And so he sits down in his room, begins a letter. Dear Santa, if I get a bike for Christmas, I'll be good for a whole week. Thinks about that for a moment and realizes he can't be good for a week. So he scratches that out and writes three days. And then he pauses again and thinks, I can't even be good for three days. He writes one day. <laughs> then he realizes I can't even be good for a day. So he crumbles up the paper and he throws it on the ground and out of frustration, he gets up and walks around outside, starts walking around his neighborhood, walks by the church and sees a nativity scene and then just gets what he thinks is a brilliant idea. Kind of looks around, makes sure nobody's looking, runs up real quick, grabs a small statue of the Virgin Mary, tucks it underneath his arm, runs home, grabs a blanket, wraps it up, puts it in paper bag, throws it in his closet, and this time he thinks he's gonna write a letter to Jesus, so he starts the letter. Dear Jesus, if I don't get a bike for Christmas, you'll never see your mother again. <laughs> We're beginning a, a new series today, a new Christmas series called Small Beginnings. Say small beginnings. Small beginnings, the first Christmas gift that changed the world. You know, most big things, great things in life have small beginnings. An idea that leads to a multi-million dollar business. A dream that leads to a lifelong calling. A simple hello or interaction with somebody that ends up leading to a lifelong friendship. Come on, those of you that are married, what about a, a small attraction <laughs> that leads to a great marriage? I can remember being 20 years old and, and seeing Jenny Legan, 19 years old at the time, at church. And I think, who is that woman? I need to get to know her. She's the most beautiful gal I've ever seen. What about a persistent prayer that leads to spiritual breakthrough or a small step of faith that leads to a miracle, an act of obedience that leads to God's blessing, or a conversation with somebody about Jesus that leads to their eternal salvation? What about a suitcase filled with biblical character resources? that we're gonna pack today after the 11.30 service that leads to hope in the life of a foster care kid that you'll never meet? What about a divine embryo implanted in his mother's womb that changed the world? Somebody say amen. amen. Zechariah 4.10, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. In other words, small beginnings lead to great things. And we see this so beautifully and perfectly illustrated in the Christmas story. 
If you have your Bible, would you open with me to Luke chapter 1? If you don't own a Bible and you'd like one, we'd love to give you one. Come up to the front after service. In fact, go ahead and stand to your feet, if you would, as we read this passage together. I'd like to do that as we read the Word of God. Nothing more powerful and life-changing than God's Word. Amen? 10 o'clock, you guys awake? You all right? Okay, all right. I mean, we could do this the easy way or the hard way. The choice is up to you, so... Would you, would you stretch your hands and pray for me for a moment? I want, I'd like some prayer this morning. Just pray for, pray for your pastor, energy, strength, and to preach the word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and put your hands on your own heart. Let me pray for you. Father, we just thank you. The power of your word. Implant it into our hearts. Let it grow and change us today for your glory. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say amen. amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Let's read verses 31, 32, and 33 out loud together, right? It'll be on the screen. You can read it from your Bible. Ready, go. And you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Good. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also. That holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Let's read verse 37 together out loud. Ready, go. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Come on, let's read it again. Ready, go. For with God, nothing will be impossible. You just memorized the verse. Good job. Luke 1, that might be one of the most important verses you could ever memorize. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. As you're seated, look at the person next to you and say, hey, there's only 21 days left till Christmas, and I bet you haven't even bought me a gift yet. And then you can be seated. Monday morning, August 2nd, 2021 of last year, my wife Jenny came to me and she said, I've been feeling kind of weird recently. I think I need to take a pregnancy test. <laughs> I just laughed and said, sure, go ahead. <laughs> well, two, three tests, positive tests later, she came to me and we stood together laughing, crying, and shock and awe that we were pregnant 
with our third child. And today, Eliana Bobby Blair Reeve is about nine months old. How cute is, is that? I can't even look at her, otherwise I get too distracted and want to go home and hold her. Just leave that picture on the screen. By the way, just a quick side note, I've said this before, I'll say it plenty more times. We have three kids born in three different decades. I had one born in my 20s, one in my 30s, and one in my 40s. I can't wait to have another one in my 50s. Come on, somebody. All I need is some peach cobbler. Just give me some peach cobbler. Friday night for those of you there. Background of that picture real quick. Photographer who took that, her name's Adriana. Adriana was in my youth ministry at my previous church over 20 years ago. Adriana has been married for a couple of years, been trying to, they've been wanting to have, have a baby, haven't been able to. Doctor said, can't, can't have one. And when she heard Jenny and I at some point in the last year or so share the story about us getting pregnant with a miracle baby, she thought, maybe I'll believe God again, trust God again. Adriana, at the time, last month, seven months pregnant. She's seven months pregnant. In fact, she, she reached out to us and said, I'd love to take your family pictures for free. I won't charge you. We paid her anyways. But just because she was so, so blessed by that. I'm going to come back to that today. But I'm, going to, I'm going to pray at the end. Some of your faith is going to rise as you hear this message. I'm going to pray for some couples that are wanting to get pregnant, have been able to, and I believe for, for some miracle babies. But listen, the Christmas story. We, 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 many of us become desensitized to the Christmas story because it's so commercialized and it's so cute. Men and women, the passage we just read is one of the most powerful, one of the most profound, and certainly one of the most important miracles in all of Scripture and in all of history. Picture for a moment with me. Imagine for a moment with me, if you would, Mary, 2,000 years ago, this poor uneducated, young, most, almost every scholar thinks she was certainly a teenage girl at this time. <laughs> Come on, from, the, from a podunk town called Nazareth? That'd be like, you know, being from Corona or something, all right? <laughs> Some of you are from Corona, God bless you, all right? Nothing wrong with it. From a small little town and, you know, just skipping home one day, engaged to the best guy in the world, Joseph, coming home from cheerleading practice after school. Come on, she has some flowers in her hand. She's skipping along thinking, I'm gonna get married to Joseph. Swinging her arms. She's thinking about her bridal shower coming up, what she's gonna register for at Target. She's excited to be with her girlfriends and she's just minding her own business. And then an angel named Gabriel, the primary messenger angel, by the way, in all of the Bible shows up and says, there's something about you, Mary. <laughs> there's something about you. Blessed are you, favored among all women in all history, Mary, are you. You're gonna give birth to the Messiah. She knew exactly what that meant, by the way. She was a young Jewish girl. She knew the scriptures had prophesied, the virgin shall give birth and give, Mary, and give birth to the Messiah. She just didn't think she was gonna be that one. You're gonna give birth to the Son of God. Imagine how amazing that is. And Mary responds immediately. That is so powerful. You can see, I think, in the passage, read the rest of the chapter, you can see why God chose Mary. Because Mary's response to God, men and women, is how we should respond to the Lord. It's an example for us. 
title of my message today is Have a Merry Christmas, M-A-R-Y. There's probably a million sermons around the world with the same message title, but I, I'm giving it to you because I want you to remember that. How do you respond to God? I'll give you three points quickly. Number one is surrender. Say surrender. Mary says, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Other translations say, I am the Lord's servant. In other words, Mary had a, a willingness, an openness, a desire, a passion, a heart to be used by God for his glory and his purposes. This news ruined, literally ruined Mary's life. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but it ruined all of her current plans and the rest of her life. She had not even talk, had a chance yet to talk to her fiance, Joseph, and she already responded to the Lord. She didn't know if Joseph was gonna leave her. She didn't know what else was gonna happen, especially in the culture back then. She just responded immediately. Why? Because she knew that God's ways are always better. Come on, somebody, say amen. God's ways are always better. Listen, you and I, we can live life according to our own plans or our own, our own ways, or we can surrender to God and live our life according to his plans and his ways. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. But it starts with surrender. Number two, she responded in obedience. Say obedience. She says, let it be to me. Let everything you said happen to me, another translation says. In other words, Mary says, God, I'm your girl. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I think, I think Sarah Hernandez, our worship director, reminds me of Mary. I think Mary is a little bit like Sarah. Sarah loves Jesus as much as anybody I've ever met. Aren't you thankful that we have Sarah on staff, by the way? What a, what a great gift and blessing she is. Just willing to obey. I'm your girl, God, I'll do it. I, Sarah would say something like that. Listen, obedience is a key that unlocks God's blessing and favor in your life. I'm gonna say that again. I'm not gonna preach on that. You need to think about that. Obedience is a key that unlocks God's blessing and favor in your life. God loves you unconditionally, but if you're walking in disobedience and if you're walking in sin, you're missing God's blessing and favor in your life. Jesus said this, if you love me, you'll obey what I say. You'll obey my commands, uh, John 14, 15. The third way that Mary re responded is in faith. Say faith. faith. Come on, say it again. Say faith. faith. Mary says, let it be to me according to your word. In other words, God, I believe what you said, and I'm going to act on it. If obedience is a key to God's blessing and favor in your life, then faith is a key to God's power and miracles being unlocked in your life. We need faith. Faith is believing that God is who he says he is in his word and that he will do what he says he will do in his word. It is living and acting on the word of God. That's what faith is. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we live by faith or we walk by faith, not by sight. That's one of the differences between those who know the Lord and those who don't know the Lord. Those who don't know the Lord, all they live is according to their natural senses and what they can see and feel. But as Christians, we don't live that way. We live in a supernatural dimension in the kingdom of God. And so we live according to what we cannot see. And we trust God and we live by faith, not by sight. Somebody say amen. amen. If we're going to have a Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, 
If you're going to have a merry, a joyful Christmas, and also a merry, M-A-R-Y Christmas, then you need to live in surrender to the Lord, you need to live in obedience to the Lord, and you need to live in faith to the Lord. Mary's response leads to Mary's miracle that we're going to talk about in a moment. What happened in Mary was was biological, it was physiological. She was impregnated, obviously, with a literal baby, the baby Jesus, but it is also theological. It is the virgin birth, and that is an important point. In other words, let me say it like this. God supernaturally placed the life of Jesus in Mary's womb. Let me say it a different way. The sinless, perfect, holy blood of Jesus Christ the sinless son of God, the Messiah, his blood never mixed with Mary's blood, certainly not with Joseph's blood. His blood was planted in the womb and wasn't tainted by their own sin in their blood. That's why the blood of Jesus has the power to cleanse us and to forgive us from all unrighteousness. Mary becomes an example or a model for all of us. I want to show a quick clip from the show, The Chosen, and it's from season two, the Christmas episode. It's a beautiful scene with Joseph and Mary. Joseph had just helped deliver Jesus, and he's sitting talking to Mary. You'll enjoy this. Are you better? Is this comfortable? Yes, thank you. Are you still in pain? Yes, but the, the blanket underneath is helping. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> I feel like my heart is going to explode. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. It hurts to laugh. Mm. He's so small. Smaller than I expected. I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't any of this. Mm -hmm. No. From the beginning of it all. So. Your messenger said that he would be called Holy, the Son of God. The prophecy mentions Emmanuel. Are we going to stick with Jesus? No. I think we should. Probably best, huh? Mm. He needs to sleep. You both do. Put him in the manger. It's a better bed than the one I made for you. <laughs> He's, I love that line. He's so small, smaller than I expected. That small baby. Didn't stay, baby. He's changed the world. 
Listen, Mary, Mary becomes an example or a model for all of us because just, listen to me, just as the life of Jesus entered Mary's life in her womb, the life of Jesus, men and women, enters our lives in our hearts. The Mary miracle is a model because, listen, Jesus wants to enter your life to grow inside you, to happen through you, to change the world around you. Is that, is that on the screen? Let's read that out loud together. Ready, go. Jesus wants to enter your life to grow inside you, to happen through you, to change the world around you. Christianity is not about behavior modification. Christianity is about heart transformation. Christianity is not about do's and don'ts, rules and regulations. If you think that you be wrong, you haven't read the Bible, you don't know Jesus. Listen, man-made religions and philosophies are all about us trying to reach God. Christianity is about the fact that God has reached down to us that God has saved us. It is by grace that we have been saved through faith, and that's not a gift of, your, of yourselves. It is a gift of God. It's not a work of yourself so that you could boast, the Bible says. Not only are we saved by grace, men and women, we are empowered by grace as well. That Jesus himself comes and he lives and he dwells inside every single one of us so that we can live successfully and victoriously and powerfully for his cause. You're not living life for yourself. It's all the work of God's grace. It's about receiving God's forgiveness and his love through Christ, coming into relationship with him and allowing his power and presence in my heart to change me. Colossians 1:27 to them, that's referring to those of us who know the Lord, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ, what does it say? In you. In you the hope of glory. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives what? Christ lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Romans chapter eight, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature, you are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living what? Come on, in you. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. Listen to verse 11. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Amen. My dad used to say there's three great imponderables. He actually got that from Jack Hayford, but we'll give my dad credit. There's three great imponderables or transcendent concepts in scripture that our finite minds cannot fully comprehend or grasp. Number one is eternity, that after we die, either forever in heaven or separate from God in hell, you will live forever and ever and ever. We can't comprehend that. Second one is the Trinity or the triunity of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one. One plus one plus one equals one. I know that sounds like common core math, but it's not. That's Bible math, all right? That is the mystery of the Trinity. And the third one is the incarnation, what theologians call the incarnation. It's not a word in the Bible. You'll see the word Godhead, but incarnation. 
God becoming man. Divinity wrapping himself in humanity. Jesus Christ, 100% God and 100% man. That blows my mind. The older I get, the more thankful I am for the incarnation. And listen, just as, as Jesus came to Mary and incarnated his life in her, Jesus comes to us and he incarnates his life in us through the Holy Spirit. Let me say it a different way. God wants you to get pregnant. Come on, tell the person next to you, say, God wants you to get pregnant. Tell somebody, tell somebody, God wants you to get pregnant. Some of you ladies are like, uh-uh, I don't receive that. <laughs> he does. God wants you to get pregnant. Listen, God wants you to get pregnant with his kingdom. He wants you to get pregnant with his cause. He wants you to get pregnant with his purpose. He wants you to get pregnant with his power. He wants you to get pregnant with his peace. He wants you to get pregnant with his presence in, in your life. He wants you to get pregnant with his life. He wants you to get pregnant with his love. He wants you to get pregnant with his joy. He wants you to get pregnant with his glory. He wants you to get pregnant with Jesus. Somebody say amen. That's good preaching for a white boy. Amen, white boy. No matter how long you've been walking with the Lord. Look around, some of y'all are old. You've been walking with the Lord for a long time. Seasoned, you're seasoned. No matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, listen, as we head into another Christmas season, God wants you to get pregnant again. Let me, let me say it a different way. You need more of Jesus and less of you. You, you need to be filled you need to be filled with Jesus and emptied of yourself. And I do too. The Mary miracle, Jesus, number one, he wants to enter your life. He wants to come to you. And it all starts, Pastor Chris said it a minute ago, it all starts with receiving the greatest and the, and the true gift of Christmas, Jesus Christ is your savior. Maybe you've never done that before. You never made that decision. Just a few minutes before we close, I'm gonna give you an opportunity. But for most of us here today, watching online who know the Lord, here's the question. Are you consciously, are you purposefully opening up to a new dimension of Jesus in you this Christmas season? In other words, do you want more of his kingdom in you? That's what I'm asking. The, the real miracle that you and I need in our lives this Christmas, it's not to get a salary increase or to get a, a big Christmas bonus. It's not to buy a house somehow in Southern California so we don't have to move out of state like everybody else, like my knucklehead brother. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not, it's not for your spouse to start treating you better. It's not, only, it's not even for your kids to, to buy you a Christmas gift other than socks if you're a man. You know? it's, it is nothing external. The real miracle that you and I need, men and women, it is internal. It is the merry miracle. It happens here in our hearts. For some of us, it is for the joy of Jesus, the joy of the Lord to come into our hearts and push out the, the pain of suffering and grief and the loss of a loved one that's so hard during the holiday season, but to have joy this Christmas season. For some of us in our hearts, it's to have the peace of God that passes understanding, that pushes out fear and worry and anxiety and breaks panic attacks off your life. For some of us, it's to have the love of Jesus fill our hearts again so that we're, we're not walking around with bitterness and unforgiveness and hating people that have hurt us. Being able to forgive our ex who did us wrong. 
We need to be filled with the love of Jesus. For some of us, it's to have the supernatural hope that crushes overwhelming depression, suicidal thoughts, breaks that off of your life once and for all, and helps you get out of bed with purpose and with a smile on your face every day this Christmas season. For some of us, it is to have the very power of Jesus, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, break off bad habits, bad addictions, things that are robbing and stealing and killing us and robbing us of the freedom that the Lord wants us to have in our life. Somebody say amen. That's an internal miracle that we need. That's the Mary miracle. And Jesus wants to grow inside of us. Pregnancy is uncomfortable and changes your life. Come on, ladies, say amen. amen. Come on, guys, aren't you thankful you don't have to get pregnant, literally. <laughs> We don't have to go through pregnancy as husbands. We just have to live through pregnancy, all right? Just try not to get killed by our, our wife. Try to stay out of trouble. But it, it changes you. So listen, if you're saved, if you know the Lord, are you changing? Are you growing? Are you becoming more like Jesus? Or are you exactly the same as when you first met him? If you're exactly the same, there's a problem. That, that is a problem because all of us, we ought to go from glory to glory. We ought to be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. So when you're saved, your walk needs to change. Your life ought to change because Jesus is working in you. Some of you have, have given your life to Christ and you haven't been water baptized. You need to get water baptized. Some of you are saved, but you've never been spirit baptized. You've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to get filled with the Holy Spirit this Christmas season. Some of you need to get some new friends and drop your loser friends that are, that are pulling you down. You need to get some new friends and join a connect group. Get some other people around you that are gonna encourage you and help you. Some of y'all have been coming to the church now for months or years. And all you're doing is receiving, receiving, and receiving, and you're not giving anything. You need to get involved and start serving and using your talents, gifts, and passions for the Lord. Come on, somebody. Some of you have been saved, but you're still not tithing. You might be tipping God every now and then, but you're not tithing. You're not giving him 10%. You're not really trusting God with your finances. And if you want Jesus to come, come on, to grow in your life, you got to do something. I know nobody's going to amen that. That's all right. All right, let me let me go a step further there and get everybody mad at me right now. Some of y'all come week after week and we come into services and as we're singing worship and praises to the king of glory, the creator of the universe, you stand with your hand in your pockets, you're with your phone out checking NFL games and think, I don't like singing, pastor. That's a bunch of baloney. Yes, you do. I bet when you're driving home and you're by yourself and Snoop comes on or Ice Cube or Dr. Dre or whatever gangster rap you used to listen to in the 90s or Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, or Green Day, or the Beatles, or Tim McGraw, or whatever you're listening. You know all the words and you start singing. Come on, don't give me that. Listen, my, my point is, is not just it's not just doing things for the sake of doing. My point is that when we take action, something happens in here. Something happens in here. And if Jesus is in me, Christ in me, the hope of glory, something needs to be happening in here, changing. Listen to this verse, Ephesians 4, 15. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. Everything I just said was in love, by the way. <laughs> Growing in every way, every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Jesus comes to you to grow inside you. Number three, to happen through you, 
to happen through you. God used Mary to deliver his son Jesus into the world, and God uses us. He uses his church, now you and I, to, to, to deliver Jesus into the world. 2 Corinthians 5, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal. What does it say? Come on, church, what does it say? Through us. Through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. God uses his people to reach lost people. And the life of Jesus needs to happen through us. Bring that illustration up. Have Gary come out and start playing. We'll close right here. But that life, that life comes to us, grows in us. And the life of Jesus then needs to flow through us to change the world around us. This uh, cup, we have a cup up here. Thank you, Mary, appreciate that. This, this cup represents me, specifically the last three weeks. Notice it's only half full, by the way. This is John, this is all John, 100% John. You know, that, you know what John by himself is? Angry. Frustrated, irritated, grumpy, not getting along with his wife, impatient with his kids. Is this too real? That's how, that's how I've been complaining about everything and everybody. Listen, a couple days ago, the Lord spoke to me, convicted me. John, you, you need to knock it off. So Lord, I'm, I'm so sorry. I had to go, I had to apologize to my wife, like a real apology, babe, I'm, I'm really sorry. I've, I've been rude to you, I haven't been kind. I've been treating you well. Lord, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. First John 1, 9, we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Psalm 51, create in me a clean and a pure heart, O God. Renew a right spirit in me. Don't cast me away from your presence, Lord. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Store to me the joy of my salvation. Renew a right spirit in me. Lord, fill me afresh. Thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Lord, your faithfulness is great. God, fill me afresh. Fill me with your love, God. Fill me with grace. Fill me with your power. Lord, fills our cup and our cup runs over the bible says so listen when i'm filled with jesus then i can get up in the morning and rather than getting irritated with jenny about something she did or didn't do a little love spills out on her nevay and cohen they're fighting in the car driving into school instead of yelling at him getting mad getting grumpy what little little bit of patience comes out and spills on them co-workers on tomorrow when you go back to work that boss who's always picking on you not treating you well instead of you don't you try to avoid him instead of just a rude response or something in your heart that rises up that's not good guess what when you see your boss tomorrow guess what a little bit of kindness is going to come out that'll surprise you that ex that you have to deal with this holiday season who's being difficult with your kids in custody 
causing issues. Instead of when you see him or her, and instead of anger coming out and getting in a big fight in front of the kids, guess what's going to come out? Because Jesus has dealt in your heart, because something is growing inside you. Guess what's going to come out, men and women? Because there's forgiveness that you've dealt with, guess what mercy is going to come out? You're driving, you're driving home holiday traffic. The worst, most angry, terrible drivers are all on the road at the same time the holiday season. Guess what? When they get cut off, instead of those words naturally coming out of your mouth, get, mouth guess what? Peace is, is coming out of your heart. Because <laughs> you're listening to worship music, not Dr. Dre. Come on, somebody. And, and you go to bed, and you're empty, and you get up in the morning and say, Lord, fill me afresh again. Ephesians 5.18 says, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus comes to you to grow in you, to flow through you, to change the world around you. For with God, nothing will be impossible. We think about, you know, Lord, I need this. It's impossible. Sure, we all, we all need external things, but the real miracle we need, it's in here, men and women. It's inside. It's in our heart. Stand to your feet with me if you would. Close your eyes. If you want to invite the Lord to just do a fresh miracle in your heart this Christmas, come to you in a new way and grow in you, flow through you, change the world around you. Eyes closed. You just lift your hands in his presence right now. Lift your hands, like almost every hand up here right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. There's nothing impossible for you. Lord, come. Do a fresh work in our hearts. Grow in us, change us. Just repeat this phrase after me, men and women. Say, God, nothing is impossible for you. Do a miracle in me. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we receive power in your presence, your love right now in Jesus' name. If you're married, you're here with your spouse and you are believing God for a miracle child, a miracle baby, I want you to grab their hand right now. Everybody else, just keep your eyes closed. I wanna pray for you. You're watching online. It doesn't matter what the doctor said. Father, we come right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, in response, in application to this message, it doesn't matter what the doctors have said. It doesn't matter what the fertility experts have said. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Whatever needs to be corrected in bodies is being fixed in Jesus' name. Father, those that, if, month after month, the, the, the dis disappointment, the sadness. God, we pray for miracle babies right now in the name of Jesus. Next year, Christmas 2023, there'll be just babies, moms holding, holding babies up here, ladies being pregnant with miracle babies. Lord, I, I, I pray that in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Maybe you're here this morning and and you don't know the Lord. You, maybe you know about the Lord. You know, everybody knows about God, but you don't know him personally. You don't have, you're not in relationship with him. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, John 14, six. No one comes to the Father except through me. And you've heard it, men and women. He stepped out of heaven, he came, he was born, he lived a perfect, sinless, holy life. He died on the cross to pay the price for your sin and my sin, and he rose from the dead. He conquered death, he conquered sin, he conquered hell. He invites us into abundant and eternal life. But we have to receive it. Salvation is a gift. This Christmas, when you show up, somebody doesn't give you a Christmas gift and then you pay them money for it. That's not how it works. That's not a gift. 
You receive it. You receive it. Salvation is altogether the work of God, and we have to receive it. But listen, nobody can force you to do that. You can receive it or you can reject it. The choice is yours. And that decision will affect not only the rest of your life, not just Christmas season, but literally the rest of your life, and it will affect your eternity as well. But God's made a way. He's made a way, and he loves you so, so much. God isn't mad at you. My dad would say he is mad about you, though. He's so passionate about you. He loves you. Maybe you never made that decision today, but you're ready. I want to give you that opportunity. The Bible says today's the day of salvation. Maybe you've prayed a prayer. You've walked away from the Lord. You're backslidden. You've walked away. You need to come back to the Lord. You miss him. You miss his presence in your life. You miss his love. Listen, God loves you. I don't know what you've been, where you've, what you've done. It doesn't matter. God loves you. Receive his grace and his mercy today. Repent. Confess. If that's you, say, John, I need to get right with God today. I need to get right with him. On the count of three, everybody else can just keep your eyes closed one more, one more minute. If that's you, I want you to open up your eyes and raise your hand. One, two, three. Hold your hand. Hold your hand up. Hold your hand up. Hold your hand up and wave at me so I can see you. See you, sir, in the back. Very back. Yep. I know you. I see you, ma'am. Right over there. Praise the Lord. Anybody else here this morning? I don't want to miss anybody wave at me if 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 you're responding this morning i see you friend and that's awesome that's awesome praise god anybody else here this morning yeah, thank you jesus if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord romans 10 9 if you believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead you will be saved i want to lead us all of our friends, there's three who I saw, maybe there's others online. I wanna lead us in a prayer of salvation, confession, church. Let's all pray this out loud together this morning. Jesus Christ, thank you for loving me. I know that I'm a sinner. Forgive me of all my sin. Right now I surrender my life to you. Be my Lord, be my savior. Make me a new person. Change me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want to live for you all the days of my life. And I declare that heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, church. Thanks for listening to this message from The Cause Church. For more information about The Cause or for further resources, visit our website, thecause.cc, or call 714-255-0930.